Hello, and welcome back to the Boss Women Rock Success Secrets Show. I'm your host, Jen DeVore, and today I'm joined by Whitney Wiley, who is an expert that works with organizations related to issues in organizational development, improving engagement, increasing retention, and all of this is made possible with the right leadership skills, the right mindset, and the right actions. Whitney is also a best-selling author, and I just want to congratulate you publicly. Yesterday, one of the books that you co-authored, Women Who Empower, went to number one on Amazon in multiple categories. Congratulations and welcome to the show, Whitney. Oh, thank you so much. I'm really excited about that, and I'm excited to be here with you, Jim. All right. So what we are going to be talking about today is how to change your mindset, change your thoughts and change your life because we can control our thoughts and we can control our life. But sometimes we find ourselves trapped in negative self-talk, you know, getting wrapped up in bad environments and letting that toxicity, you know, infiltrate what we think about ourselves and what we think about the impact that we're supposed to make on the world. And you have an interesting story about that. So let's unpack that. Let's first share your story of getting yourself out of toxic environments, changing your thoughts and changing your life. And then we'll get into some actionable strategies that you can implement, uh, that our listeners can implement in their lives in the first 24 hours. So where did it begin? So the the toxic toxic work story um, began not long after I got a new boss. So I had been working for this organization for 10 years and we got a new boss. She came in and her philosophy about work was very different than the philosophy about work that we had been under. Um, And I'll just sort of leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) She was a micromanager and we we butted heads a couple of times. And it became apparent to me that she was someone I was not going to enjoy working under. And so I'd had this um, interest in leadership and management. I I won't say that the organization had great leadership before she came. It didn't, but it didn't directly impact me because she was my, you know, I directly reported to her. So I had this interest and I was taking courses at the community college and and just really interested and decided that it was going to be time for me to shift what I was doing. At the time, I was a lawyer and a lobbyist. And I really got into sort of human behavior, organizational behavior, dynamics, leadership, and decided that I was going to shift what I was doing and go in a different direction. And the moment that it became really apparent to me that it just wasn't going to work, um, we were having a conversation about an interaction in a committee meeting, and she chose to, instead of involving me in the solution, to solve it herself, which made me feel like um, that she didn't trust my ability to to resolve problems. And if anyone in the audience knows me or gets to know me, you know, I I, I, I take um, umbrage with that. I, I'm 
really very, um, what's the best way to put it? I, I, I pride myself, I guess, is the way to put it. I pride myself on how I carry myself, my work ethic, and and the product that I put forth and for someone to suggest that I couldn't handle a situation that I'd been handling for 10 years before she showed up, just it, for me, it was the bottom line with her. Yeah. Now, while I say that in my mind, I was, I was like, okay, I'm done. I didn't pull the trigger. And part of what I believe is really important for people to understand is that you have to know yourself. So self-awareness is I think one of the biggest keys about leadership and self-management. If you don't understand yourself, how you operate, moving forward becomes really difficult. And once you understand who you are, it becomes easier to to catch yourself when you, your thoughts are going in a way that you don't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say that you don't ever have negative thoughts, but you're able to catch them sooner. The sooner you can catch them, the sooner you can change them. And so ultimately um, I stayed there longer than I think I would have liked, but I stayed there as long as I needed to stay to learn all the lessons that I needed to learn to actually make the move. And so it, it, that was difficult balancing kind of that I want to go, but it wasn't happening. Right. Mm -hmm. I was applying for jobs and pushing for jobs. I wasn't thinking of being an, an entrepreneur at that time. I was just thinking I need to get out of here and I needed to go somewhere else and it wasn't happening. And mm-hmm. so I started asking the question, why is this not happening for me? Yeah. And then the question was, what are you supposed to be learning here? Mm. And when I focused on that and got really curious about what I was supposed to be learning, instead of trying to run away from the situation, the situation actually got better. And so that's one of those things I would suggest is, is a step that someone can take, mm-hmm. is if you are um, taking action and it's just not happening, a couple of things you can do. One is to get really curious about what's going on. What are what you can ask yourself, what am I doing that allows this to happen? What am I doing that's attracting this? And then once you've asked that question and spent some time answering it, um, get really clear about what it is you want, right? Yeah. And I know you talk about this a lot, you know, with um, business and, and entrepreneurs, understanding what it is they want, getting clear in their business. Before you can get clear in your business, you need to get clear in your life. You need to understand what you want in your life so that when you're working on what you want in your business, you can figure out how the two dovetail, how they go together so that you can move all that forward. Let's unpack that. Okay. I, I have a clarifying question to ask you. Okay. So here you are, you're working for someone else and you know that you're not happy there because of differences in leadership style, communication, culture, the whole nine yards. And you decide that you're going to become an entrepreneur. Yes. Right. So you're at the community college, you're taking classes, learning about leadership, organizational development, management, um, which are my favorite topics. That's actually what my master's degree is in <laughs> management. Okay, cool. So we're, we're the same there. And uh, you're learning about human behavior 
and you're trying to see you're trying. So what I, because I came from corporate background too, and I know a lot of our listeners are in corporate, maybe thinking about making a change and uh-huh. taking a jump to entrepreneurship, but yeah. So you, you have to know about yourself. You have to know what you want. You have to know what your life is going to be like. And um, for me, when I went through the process, my, the thing that I wanted was freedom. I knew about myself that I wanted to be able to number one, determine how much money I was worth making. And number two, I wanted to have time freedom in my life and, that, yes. and to, to reprioritize uh, my life so that I could have, you know, a healthy marriage. And I helped raise my husband's two children for 10 years. I'm still doing it. But, you know, all of those um, things, that's what I wanted in my life was freedom. That's what right. I knew about myself in order to make the change and jump over that bridge. So what is it that you learned about yourself that you wanted that entrepreneurship is giving you that working for someone else never did? I I think my answers are probably very similar to yours. I realized I did not want, um, I wanted freedom. I did not want someone telling me what to do who did not know how to do what they were telling me to do better than I knew how to, how to do it. And so I, I've got a little rebel streak in me. It's, it's really interesting. I've got this rebel streak, but I'm, I really thrive with a structured environment. Okay. So, you know, I have my own inner conflict, which is one of those things. Understanding myself is really important to know, which is key when I ultimately left there mm-hmm. in my first year of being in business, you know, full-time in business, because I've actually started... Um, coaching while I was still there. So it was a side hustle at the time. Okay. And it's a very different mindset having your business as a side hustle as opposed to being full time. And I struggled in the first year a little bit because I wasn't fully understanding my um, conflict with the structure and the freedom. I was thriving on the freedom side <laughs> that like, first year. Great. <laughs> but the business yeah. was suffering a little bit because I didn't have a good structure around it. And so this is this is this is gold right here. Okay. I wanna I wanna make sure that everybody gets this because this is this is like a thousand bucks worth of coaching in five seconds. Okay. I always am encouraging the members that are, you know, in my Facebook group or in my mastermind stuff, if they have a brand new business and they're like, oh, I just don't know what to do every day. I'm like, you have to structure your entrepreneurial workday like it's a corporate workday. Number one, you need to get up and get dressed. Yes. You cannot be lazy and not do your hair and not put your makeup on and hide and put your camera off on all your Zoom meetings. You need to show up. Now you might have your yoga pants on underneath your shirt and all that, but you need to look presentable on camera. You need to be ready for work. It's a mindset, right? It It, it puts you in a whole different frame of mind. And what I did initially was, oh, I can sleep as late as I want. And before that, when I was working, I got up every day around 345. I would get some prayer meditation done. I met a group out at 430 in the morning because everyone needed to be home by six to get dressed. And when I left my job, I stopped all that. And I was like, well, I can work out anytime I want. I can do the rest of my morning routine anytime I want. And I noticed that it did not work. Right. And there came a time where I had to, I had a real come to Whitney meeting with myself. And it's like, look, if you want these things that you say you want, 
you have to get disciplined about what you're doing. And yes, you get freedom, but there's a trade-off for the freedom. And so it starts with now, I, I don't get up at 345 unless I just automatically do. I'm tired just hearing you say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually up by 430 though. Oh, real. Up by 430. I spend the first hour prayer meditation. I do the Tony Robbins priming breathing exercise as part of my first hour. Set an intention for the day, some journaling, um, some devotional time. And then I have a morning huddle that I join someone else's, not mine, that I, at 5.30 my time. Um, and then I have my first client at six o'clock. Um, and so, but I'm done usually by three o'clock. Okay. And so the freedom comes at the end of that. The freedom is the reward for the discipline and the structure that I've put into my life, which, like I said, that first year, I didn't have. And so I was just sort of floundering, uh, yeah. to be honest. And so it became, you know, shifting my mindset, taking control of my thoughts was getting really clear about what I wanted my life to look like. And then what I wanted my work to look like as a part of my life, um, not separate from it, but integrated in it. And at the same time, knowing that I could have the balance, I call it balance. I know a lot of people don't use that phrase anymore. Harmony, rhythm, integration, flow, whatever term you use, that you have to figure out what works for you, yeah. right? You have to figure out what works for you, which goes back to understanding who you are, the self-awareness uh, part of this. And once you've got that figured out, all the other stuff, you know, it becomes a matter of you can do trial and error. You know, I'm mm -hmm. a big fan of Jack Canfield and it's ready, fire, aim. Try some things, see what yeah. works, right. figure out what you want, see what works, take the action, see what works, and then make the micro adjustments that you need to in order to get you where you're trying to go. I was just having this conversation this morning um, with one of my clients who she's, she's a, she's a ready aim fire person, you know, she just kind of does stuff. And, uh, and, and so I'm also trying to get her to do that. Yes. But also to think about it systematically and, yeah. and say, you know, I'm going to try YouTube because she's my, I'm a marketing coach. Right. So she's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do YouTube channel. I'm like, okay, well, you're not going to just try YouTube. You got to commit. You got to like, say, I'm going to do this consistently over time. I'm going to create a system out of it because um, in the discipline of saying, okay, today I'm going to record three YouTube videos. I'm going to release one a week for the next three weeks in that flow, in that discipline comes the freedom comes. Yeah. Oh, I don't have to worry about creating content for the next yeah. month, you know? And, and when you are disciplined enough and you change your mindset around growing your business this way, when you're disciplined enough to create it as a system and be consistent with the, and show up for your people, show up for your audience, you can see what's not going to work because it's not going to work perfectly. The all the time. Right. And then you right. can make those micro adjustments that you're talking about. Right. But, you know, analysis paralysis is a, is a major issue that I see people dealing with business owners and entrepreneurs dealing with is they get stuck in, well, what if it doesn't work? What if it, what if I am looked at this way? What if people say this about me? What if they think this thing and then they never do anything? Right. So what's your advice on getting out of analysis paralysis 
and just going for it and doing it and putting yourself out there and, and making, so, making that jump. Right. So, and, and you're absolutely right. So when I say ready, fire, aim, mm-hmm. you've got to know what it is you're, you're trying to do. Right. So I'm not just saying, oh, have some flighty thought and then run off and do it. Right. I, that works for some people. Right. And if that works for you, do it. I don't know a lot of people that that works for. So yes, there is some time that needs to be put into thinking things through, but the, the taking action part, the fire part that um, once you've made, given some thought to what, what it is you're trying to do and you've made the decision, this is what I want to do. Just go. Yeah. Right. And so here's, I think I got this from Tony Robbins as well. You know, he jumps into his 50 something degree pool of water. It's it's cold tank every morning. And he says, when I say go, we go. And I adopted that as a philosophy. When I say go, we go. And I tell myself this in the morning when I don't want to get up. When I say go, we go. It's been cold. Now I live in California and I know cold is relative, but it's cold. <laughs> so I don't want to get out of bed, okay. but, and I, 430 comes really fast. Yeah. I say, go, we go. And so our uh, Mel Robbins, right. With the five, four, three, two, one with her five second philosophy. Um, it, it, the, I have the Mel Robbins journals here, right? Yes, it's the same thing. When I say go, we go, or count down five, four, three, two, one, and go. The bottom line is you have to make a decision. Yes. Right? And then take action, period. And the more you do it, the actually the easier it gets to make a decision and then just go. The, the, the thought about what if I fail, mm-hmm. there's a meme that says, yeah, but what if you fly, right? Mm-hmm. What, what if you succeed? Instead of asking the question, what's the worst that can a- happen? Ask the question, what's the best that can happen, right? So it becomes about just stopping the yes. negative um, you can do different things um, in terms of interrupting patterns. That's a pattern, right? Your, your thoughts are patterns. The negative thoughts are patterns. Positive thoughts are patterns too. So if you can have negative or positive thoughts, why not choose the positive thoughts? And so recognize that you have a pattern of injecting fear into things or procrastination, or whatever it is. And then do something to break the pattern and actively, proactively change the thought. In the beginning, it takes effort. Yes. It takes being really conscious about what you're doing. But over time, it actually gets easier and it becomes a habit unto itself. Now, you and I have um, contributed to the book, One Habit, right? We did One Habit for Success. And so we know that it, that habits are just things that you do repeatedly over and over again. We've got bad, bad habits or habits, I would prefer to say, that don't serve and habits that do serve. If you have habits that don't serve, make a note of them and then start checking them off your list. And if negative thoughts are one of those, um, you know, self-degrading thoughts are one of those, address it, attack it. 
and figure out what you specifically need to do in order to make that happen. Now, Tony is one of those people who says, stick your finger up your nose as a habit breaker, a pattern breaker. I'm not real keen on sticking my finger up my nose, but it's one of those things that when you're doing it, it's the, you know, shock yeah, you out of what pattern interrupt. Yeah. So that you can do something different. Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is great actionable advice on changing your mindset, change your thought, control your thoughts, control your mindset, and you can change your life and uh, change your life and control your life. You are in hundred percent control. So how do our listeners connect with you after the show, Whitney, what's the best way to get in touch? So the best way to get in touch with me is through LinkedIn and it's Whitney Wiley, W-H-I-T-N-I-E. Make sure you spell that right or you'll end up with someone else that I don't know um, or in an email, Whitney at shiftingintoaction.com. Awesome. And once again, congrats on your Women Who Empower. Thank you. It was wonderful to have you on the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be here, Jen. Thanks so much.